Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Welcome to another edition of The Spilled Tea. I am your host, Emmy Morgan, and Joe is off today, but everybody wish him well. He's on vacation with his family, and I'm hoping that everything going, everything going, everything goes according to plan, and it's raining here in Massachusetts, so I really hope that he doesn't um, hit the rain where he's going, but just send some love to my Joe. Um, Let's get into it. I titled it No Regret, No Regret, <laughs> that's how it's pronounced. Uh, it's a take on the movie We're the Millers. We're the Millers was a movie that came out with Jennifer Aniston, uh, Jason Sudeikis, Emma Roberts, and the other kid who I can never remember his name. Anyway, um, they play this family, they play a fake family each one of them has something to run from in their lives. So they actually meet um, some people along the way. And one guy, Emma meets, she's really interested in him. And Jason, who's playing her dad, pretends to, you know, like, quote, meet the parents that moment where she sees one of his chest tattoos and it says, no regrets. It's supposed to be no regrets, but of course it's spelled wrong. And I just thought that would be a good theme to talk about. Do people have regrets in their lives? Um, I'm sure people, well, let's just start off with Sharon Osbourne. I have no idea if she regrets what she did or not. But here's the thing. Sometimes when we do things in the moment, it ends up costing us greatly. She has been confirmed as leaving the talk. Um, Hey, producers of the talk, what you can do is you can hire me, but I also come with Joe. So if you want me and Joe, we're a package deal. Um, But yeah, I, um, I understand she was trying to defend her friend's freedom of speech. But Piers is a big boy. He can defend himself. Unless they're going after him, like, calling him names physically, like, with my friends. If someone says, because what I like to do is I like to put myself in that person's situation, right? So, for example, Sharon Osbourne, what I would have said if I was her was I would have said, listen, Pierce is a friend of mine. I'm not going to defend what he said. What he said was disgusting. I'm just going to say everybody has their own opinion about things. That's it. Because he and I are friends doesn't mean I support his view. I am going to have a conversation with him later on about what he said. But I just want people to know simply because I'm friends with him doesn't mean that I'm supporting what he says. 
I, in fact, condemn what she said. That's it. And I'm sure that I think that's pretty much what she said. And then I would have just left it there. What she did that was wrong was she yelled at some a person that she's friends with on air, educate me when he was racist. Honey, no, it's not our job to educate you, number one. It's your friend? Maybe, maybe. I'll, I'll get into that later. And number two, and don't start crying because I'm the one that should be crying. So those are her two missteps. When she did those two things, that's when it went out the door. That, for me, is when I stopped supporting Sharon Osbourne because you can defend your friends, but then you don't malign your other friends to try to defend your friends because now you're picking and choosing. And I don't know what Cheryl Underwood's thoughts are. Uh, I'm not going to ask her. It's none of my business. But if, if I was in Cheryl's shoes, I would be like, oh, so she's better friends with him than me? She and I have been co-hosts and friends for damn near 10 years. She just met this guy a couple years ago. Okay. I'd be pissed. So enraged inside. And I would have a conversation outside about it. But I feel like she went over the line with those two things. And then to follow it up with an interview saying, well, it wasn't my friends doing it. I could hear in the mics, the ear mics that, the, the producers and the network were telling my friends to ask me these questions. I'm not mad at my friends. So now you're blaming the network. So if you get fired, how are you going to write a book? I, you know, it's just like she needs to just go quietly. And I know that that's like probably not what she's going to do, but she needs to go quietly because this is going to end up bad for her. And they did put out a statement. We did an investigation. No one in the network told her, her people to say this, her friends to say this, the other co-hosts to say this. So if she says anything other than that, she's going to be in big trouble. And I, nobody wants that. Things that have happened since Piers Morgan did this, because this is all stemming from him, um, it's been catastrophic. That work environment has changed now. And then you got Thomas Markle. After the Oprah interview, he goes to Oprah's house. How he found her address is just beyond me. He goes to her house and drops a letter off, presumably asking her to give him an interview. And he has photographers there. Okay, if you as a human being do not like Meghan Markle, that's fine. You don't have to like her. I would ask you a question, though. If you had a friend or if you were going through what she was going through, would you be silent? That's number one. Number two, look at what her father is doing. Her father asked somebody. First of all, he went on, let me back up. He went on TV and said, I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done this. I'm, I'm, I'm a simple man. I make mistakes. And then he goes and makes more mistakes. This is why people, and I'm assuming Megan, don't trust him. You, when you make a mistake, you own up to it, 
and then you try to do better. When you when this guy makes a mistake, he makes another mistake after that, another mistake after that, apologizes for the first three mistakes, then makes another mistake, then apologizes for that mistake, and then makes another mistake. It's too much. People, I don't care if you like Meghan Markle. If you were in Meghan's shoes or if you had somebody in her shoes, a friend, and they came to you and said that my dad is doing X, Y, and Z, how would you react? How would you react knowing that your father wants to go on television to, quote, defend himself? Nobody cares who you are. I'm not trying to be mean. Thomas Markle, you're not a public figure. You didn't, you're not an actor. You're not, you are just somebody related to a public figure. That doesn't make you a public figure. No one cares about your image. Same with your stupid daughter, Samantha Markle, who has three children not in her custody. Worry about your kids, honey. Don't worry about your sister. And someone on Twitter said, it's so funny how Meghan Markle's white family is acting like this, but her black side of the family, her mother's side, is not acting like this. Someone's the same, some side of the family is the same whore, just saying. I don't think it has anything to do with race, but I, I just think it's kind of funny how that was brought up. Think about you as a, as a parent. If your child was saying bad stuff about you in the press and that person was a public figure, what would your reaction be? I'll tell you what my reaction would be. I'd be devastated especially if it was true. So you know what I would do? I would reach out to my child and I would say, I'm going to do better. Let's work on this. I would not do my own interviews and try to defend myself in the, in the press because that makes me look worse. What I would do is what, to a degree, John Voight did he came out and said some nasty things about Angelina Jolie. And when I mean nasty, I mean, oh, she's not mentally well. That's not something you would say as a parent. You shouldn't say that. She lost her mom. She had an eating, like, allegedly she had an eating disorder. Um, her mom was her best friend, and she lost her. She hated him for a lot of years because of the fact that he cheated on her. He allegedly cheated on her mom. So for him to say that she had mental issues publicly, true that she did, he's, he's revealing HIPAA information, which is against the law. If it's simply his opinion, what a horrible thing to say. As a parent, what a horrible thing to say. But eventually... They came to some sort of relationship, and now they do have a better relationship than they had before. But you didn't see him going out in the press and doing all this stuff. Maybe he did a little bit, but not to the Thomas Markle level. Um, I think with him, it's also a little different because he's a public figure, and she's a public figure, and he had no way of reaching out to her. To my daughter, I've made mistakes. I'm sorry. End of story. It's, I've made mistakes, but I never addressed as a Nazi. I never, so it's like 
Stop, Thomas Markle. Get new PR people. The people handling and managing your career right now, which your career is simply doing interviews, maligning your own child, they are doing you wrong. They're doing you an injustice. You're making things worse. Just to let you know. Um, so, Shalee, something happened to me this week. I, the type of follower I am on TikTok, if I go into your lives, I gift you, and what that means is you spend real money to buy gifts. All these gifts have different denominations. So for a candle, it's 2,000 coins. That equals a certain amount of dollars. For um, balloons, it's, or excuse me, for flowers, it's 100 coins, which is, again, a certain amount of dollars. So if I am a supporter and a fan, I'll go into your TikTok live. You'll be talking. You'll be seeing the questions and the comments. And I'm a fan of yours, so I'm going to gift you. There was this one particular person, and I won't name the name because I don't want to give them that clout. Um, But if you go to my TikTok, you'll figure it out. Um, This one particular person I gave gifts to uh, as far as a lot of gifts, actually, over the course of like six or seven months. And I stitched his videos and I did duets with his videos. Like, I was actively promoting this person. This person then on Friday did a video mocking gender identity, comparing us to a microwave. I was devastated. Imagine. Imagine. Take gender out of it and replace it with race. Imagine you have somebody that you follow and you look up to and they come out as a racist. It's happened to me before. Not for a long time, but it's happened. So put back gender identity. So now there's this guy that I follow that I'm, I'm, I even took the extra step because I was such a huge fan and I did the same with his girlfriend and I did the same with his, you know, um, I actually sent them baby gifts overseas because they're overseas. And I was just like so hurt, like beyond hurt. And my immediate thought was, I regret doing that. I regretted it. And so I quietly unfollowed both of them. I did my video where the first part of it, a stitch is when you have one person's video up front for about a couple seconds, and then the second half of the video is you. So I stitched his video, 
I, there was no way for me to untag him. So he had the tag in it, but I didn't name him as far as, um, that was the only time I named, I didn't name him in the video because like, you know, he preceded me, but I also didn't name his, his girlfriend because I didn't want her to feel like I was attacking her as well. I just quietly left their presence, you know? She contacts me. Well, first, he comments on the video telling me he's not a transphobe. It's just how he feels. Let me just tell you people this. Well, meaning anybody who doesn't understand gender identity. And that, that could be you don't understand it in a good way because you, you want to be an ally or you don't understand it in a bad way. You don't want to understand. You have your thoughts. When someone tells you who they are, believe them, number one. Number two, and I've said this on this podcast before, within gender identities, there are about 60 different gender identities. That is different from sex. So the assigned sex at birth is male or female. Now, there's not just two of those. Some people, genitalia, which makes them intersexed. They're in between the two sexes. Um, And I'm just going to be honest with you. It's very rare, but some people are not born with male or female reproductive organs. It doesn't happen all the time. But my point is there are more than two sexes. Male and female are just the most common. Under gender, there are different genders we can identify as. Transgender is just one of 60 plus. So when people say there are only two genders, male or female, you're incorrect and you're misinformed. That is not correct at all. And when you try to educate people on that, they don't want to hear it because it challenges what they've known their whole lives. I blame things like job applications, which say gender, male or female. We need to update that to say sex, male, female, or other, a box for other. Now, I'm going to be honest. I live in the state of Massachusetts. In the state of Massachusetts, as long as you have a therapist, uh, um, a primary care physician, excuse me, sign off. So this is the process when when you're trained. First step I did was I got my name legally changed. After that, I got my driver's license and my social security card, the gender marker to female, and also my uh, name and gender marker on my license and social security card. To do that, I had to have a letter from my PCP. So I did that. The next step was changing my birth certificate. Again, I had to have a new letter with a copy of my old birth certificate, a new letter from my PCP, 
um, a copy of my name change form, and I sent it in to get my birth, my birth name and my birth marker changed, my gender marker changed. That's the process. So now any time that I fill out a job application and they ask for sex, male or female, although I originally was born a male today, legally, as far as legal documents and everything else is concerned, I was born a female. I was physically born a male. I was mentally born a female. I get that, you know, the previous caller was like, oh, it's a mental issue last week, blah, 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 whatever. I'm going to let him think what he wants to think. There has been proven science that, and I don't want to get too deep into it. Um, I do want people to research instead of me just telling people. But if you look up the science behind transgender people, you will understand it is a chromosome thing. Just look it up. Just look it up. Look up transgender chromosome. Thank you. You'll be surprised. (laughs) And when you go forward and hear people argue, well, well, here's the thing, though. Even back, let me just back it up even further. We do not choose to be transgender. We choose to come out as transgender, having lived lives as non-transgender people, as cis-presenting people. No one in their right mind would ever choose to be transgender. There have been some people that have thought they were transgender, gone through the process, and then detransitioned. I'm not saying there aren't people like like that. 80, 90% of us, when we transition, we transition. And it's not just transitioning. It's being gay. It's being a lesbian, which are sort of the same thing. Um, Being bisexual. I feel bad for people that are bisexual because to trans people, bisexual people get so much hate because people are so ignorant to, oh, they're just greedy. Oh, they just want to have more options. How about you put yourself in a bisexual person's shoes? You have been heterosexual your whole life. And suddenly, out of nowhere, for no reason, you're attracted to somebody of the same sex. And you have no idea what is going on. You have no idea what is going on. You're just like, am I gay? What is going on with me? No, but I do like the opposite sex. But I'm attracted to the same sex as well. Put yourself in that person's shoes for a second. Not only that, but why do you care so much? Why are you judging someone who you've never taken a walk in their shoes? I will never understand why people are so pressed about other people's lives. I will not. And the same goes for non-binary people. Yes, I know it's confusing to say they. I get it. I understand. I have a, a struggle with it, too. But imagine waking up and not feeling either 
wholly male or wholly female, you feel somewhere in the middle. Imagine that. Imagine feeling like you're not one sex, you're not one gender, you're all of them. Can you even begin to understand that? And if you can't, it's because you're liking yourself to an adult. Be a child for a second in the mind of a child. You have no idea what is wrong with you. You feel like you want to wear makeup, but you want to grow your beard. You feel like you want lashes, but you want bushy eyebrows. You want short, short hair, but you want to dye it pink. You want to get muscles, but you want to wear a dress. Imagine how a child, your child, you as a child would feel that way. Imagine wanting as a child to have a girlfriend to go to prom with, but also you have a friend that you have a crush on in sports your best friend in sports. Imagine that for a second. Guess what? It's during your teen years that typically you understand this and and you have this awakening. And the reason why we do all this experimentation in college is because we're away from our parents' thumb. We don't have to go home. We don't have to deal with our parents being in our business. That's why people go crazy in college. Just for a second, just stop judging from your high horse as an adult and judge and understand and, and, and get a sense of what it would be like to be a, a teenager dealing with all this crap. You didn't ask for all this. It just happened. I'm just saying. Anyway, um, so his girlfriend came at me. Um, He posted, you know, I'm not transphobic, blah, blah, blah. Um, His girlfriend came at me. Why are you, why are you including me? I didn't do anything. And so I just deleted their comments from my page. I feel like, you know what, they've had a whole, and then one of my friends came to defend me and they attacked my friend. So it's okay for you to defend each other, but it's not okay for people to defend me. And my friend was like, uh, this is my friend. Whatever happens to her happens to me. Shout out to Marissa. Love you, boo-boo. Um, so I deleted the whole chain. I was just like, I don't want that kind of on my page. I wanted to tell my story without bashing him, but I don't need the bashing in the comments. So I didn't bash him. I didn't say he's an ugly person and blah, blah, blah. I didn't say all that. That has nothing to do with anything. I said, I don't like the fact that I found this out and I'm devastated. It was, I didn't elaborate on anything else. Then his girlfriend came at me in DM telling me that I'm making her feel like a bad person and I'm judging her. And I'm like, so your boyfriend attacked me and my community. I pull back from both of you and you make it about you? She's like, well, I'm not like him. The thing is, just like Sharon Osbourne, when you align yourself with someone, now, had she said, I'm not like him, I apologize for how, she can't even apologize. She shouldn't be apologizing for him, first of all. Let let me stop there. She shouldn't be apologizing for him. What she could have said was, you know, 
my boyfriend and I don't agree on a lot of things. I value you as a fan and a friend. And is there a way that we can move past this? Is there a way that you don't have to follow him, you don't have to support him, but you and I stay connected? That's not what she said at all. What she said was more along the lines of, you're making yourself out to look like a victim. Stop making me feel like a horrible person. But And I was just like, I'm done with this conversation. I just kind of yesterday to death until she stopped talking and then moved on. So I actually had to block both of them, not because they are bad people. I don't believe they're bad people, but just because I don't want to be associated with them anymore. I don't want to think about them. I don't want to, I don't want any more messages from either one of them. I don't need or want an apology at this point. I just want to be completely done and move on. And I think that's the best thing. Here's the thing. As I was saying to you, we don't pick and choose to be LGBTQ. Now, I'm not going to go into detail. I have a friend who is and always has been very supportive of me. And they came to me today and said, I have a child that just came out. How do I handle it? That is how you should do it. This is why you should support people in the LGBTQ community. And I'm not saying to be an encyclopedia for everybody and every one of my friends, but imagine if she didn't have me. She and I had, like, a long conversation about it. Imagine if she didn't have me. If she didn't feel comfortable coming to, if she had a a friend that was LGBTQ and didn't feel comfortable. My point is, there, there are probably people in your life that are LGBTQ plus and you have no idea. And when they do come out to you, you want to be supportive. Because guess what? It's their right as an American, as a human being on this planet, to have a good life, to have a full life, to have a productive life. So if you can have the conversation with that person and then say, okay, hold on a minute. I know somebody from your community, let me reach out to them so I can gain a better understanding of how to handle this. Imagine how that person would feel. If it's your child, if it's your niece, your nephew, your father, your cousin, your brother, your sister. Imagine. Imagine if it's you. Imagine if you were struggling and you wanted to reach out to somebody. But you've maligned the the whole community. You've got nobody You've got nobody now. Think about that. Um, and just to let you know, I made a couple of videos about it. Being transgender is no joke. And I think I actually brought it up in this podcast before. I say that because for the trans women can afford certain items. We are trans feminine. 
And so we don't, we're trying to erase any masculinity from our bodies. What does that mean? Does it mean bottom surgery? Absolutely. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes we're non, uh, non-operational. We're non-op. Sometimes we don't want the operation and we like having downstairs, which that, that's up to you. But as far as physically up top, sometimes if we have the money and we want to be seen as feminine, we'll go the, the distance. We'll do microdermabrasion. We'll do laser hair removal. We'll do the, na- the manning, the petty, the um, facial feminization, the body sculpting surgery, um, going every other month to get your hair braided down so you can wear wigs, getting your real hair done every two, two months two, or a month, getting your lashes lifted, getting your brows done. I want one person who doesn't understand transgender or what it's like to be a trans woman. To, I challenge you to go to one session of laser hair removal, just one, because I'll tell you, I'm on my 10th session. Go to one session of laser hair removal, the worst. What laser hair removal does is it zaps the individual hairs on your body, and they don't move fast. It's not like, it's a hot laser with cold air on it that blows on it. So you feel, it feels like, hot rubber bands being snapped at your skin. And let me tell you something. The lip, because it's bone, hurts the most. That is the first thing we do when we do laser hair removal. We get the lip, upper lip done first, and then the lower, um, um, not lower, underneath the lip, the bottom lip. Oh, my gosh. And the smell. Oh, the smell of burning hair haunts me. But you get used to it after a while. But let me tell me tell you something. I was in I am in tears every time she does that upper lip. Oh my gosh. Oof. Oof. And then where you don't have a ton of hair, you just feel the cold air, feels like a thousand ice cubes on your body. So then you get the reverse of the hotness. You get like the freezing cold, like, oh my God, that is so cold. Yeah. Don't tell me that trans men and trans women women are just men in wigs. And don't tell me trans men are just women with facial hair. Because let me tell you something, trans men do everything they can to be masculine. Sometimes it means going to the gym. They grow, they grow hair from parts of their bodies they didn't even realize that they can grow hair from. Their body, trans, the fat distribution happens. Their voice deepens. Um, the hair on their body gets thicker. These are great things, but also I guarantee you it freaks them out. And then they have this uh, dysmorphia because they still have boobs. So then they have to get 
what they call top surgery to get their breasts removed. But then they don't feel like complete woman, or excuse me, a, fe- a complete man because they have female body parts. So do not tell me being trans are people that are confused. You don't, you don't do all those things if you're confused. And it's a lifelong thing. And with trans men, steroid shots to their bodies. And, and estrogen blockers in order to produce estrogen. We take pills. Trans women do testosterone blockers, and we take pills every day. So you're telling me a trans man is confused? Will confused people inject themselves like four times a month? Confused people take pills every single day for the rest of their lives? Stop with the misinformation and spreading lies and propaganda. Down with a trans person. Ask them about their lives. First, do the research and then go and ask them questions to fill in your gaps. But tell them, I would like to learn more about being trans. That is the only time it's okay to be educated because being educated about race it's out there. Being educated about transgender, because it's not so widely accepted, do you know how much relief you would give to a trans person if you said, okay, I'm very ignorant about what, what it's like being trans. Educate me, please. I would like to learn more. Being an ally is opening your heart and opening your ears. If more people did that, do you know how much violence would be completely overlooked, completely not done? Do you know how many people would stand up for other people? Like, gosh, that would be amazing. But we'll see if it ever happens. Speaking of being trans, I want to say something that I haven't said before. I am part, this is my announcement. It's already been announced already. Go to um, FAAD series, that's F-A-A-D-S-E-R-I-E-S.com. The podcast so proper called Forever in a Day. I am a co-writer on that podcast. And I also, fun fact, have a cameo as a nurse. I'm a nurse. The reason I say this is because I am the first transgender and also black transgender. And because of that role, I am the first transgender and black transgender actress on a podcast soap opera. So I just did two first. I would like to thank Candace Matt for bringing me into this program. I mean, she and I met online once, and it was very brief. And then we became Facebook friends, and we were talking back and forth, and she was telling me about this project before it came out last August. And I was like, oh, if you need a writer, let me know. And she remembered, and she let me know. And I have to thank Casey Hutchinson 
who I thanked before. Casey is the guy who um, I was on that podcast with uh, JLJ this morning. Casey has been like a mentor to me. I spent a lot of time getting writing and um, the the format of a podcast soap opera together with him. So thank you, Casey, so much for guiding me and believing in me, both of them. And we all, the three of us have a lot of meetings together um, about the show and whatnot. So I'm just so happy to be part of it. It's been my dream to work for a, a soap opera. So yeah, I work for a soap opera, and I'm just, like, so happy. It just happens to be a podcast soap opera. So I'm very, very happy. I wanted to announce that. Again, it's um, F-A-A-D-S-E-R-I-E-S dot com, Forever in a Day, the podcast soap opera. It is juicy. And it harks back to classic soap operas. Um, we're on season two right now, which is when I became a, a writer, uh, it's so good. So good. Check it out, guys. And uh, before I sign off today, I just want to do one quick movie review. I saw this movie called The Informer with Joel Kinnaman, and it was good. It basically is about a guy who is a um, a confidential informant for the police, and he tries to take down this drug ring and it's just really dramatic and it kind of didn't hold my interest that much, but I love Joel Kinnaman, so I was ready to watch it. Um, It's not bad, but it just wasn't engaging for me. It wasn't bad, though, but it just wasn't one of my favorites. Like, I wouldn't watch that movie again. Lastly my Eva Mendez moment. So I signed up for the uh, website Clapper. Uh, it's a, a version of TikTok. It's like a basic version of TikTok. Uh, and when I say that, you can post videos, but what I've, I've done is I've taken my TikTok videos and posted it there and given new life to those TikTok videos. Some of the videos that I posted were really low views on TikTok, and they exploded on Clapper. And, of course, I reached out. So what happened with the other guy and his girlfriend really affected me. I was really depressed Friday. So I started to reach out to some of the other creators because I was starting to doubt myself. And one of the creators I reached out to who followed me on TikTok was JT Laybourne. And I reached out to him and I'm like, can you just please tell me if you're like a transphobe and blah, blah, blah. I like said this dramatic email to him. And of course he never responded. He probably was like, what are you talking about? You fucking idiot. And then I apologized the next day. I'm like, I'm sorry. I just, you know, something happened and I just, you know, whatever. So then that same day, so it was Saturday. I sent him the email on Friday. So it was Saturday. I went on Clapper and I saw that he and Ed Dudes, who basically look like twins, um, identical twins. I kid you not. And I'm not saying like, oh, you know how people say, oh, black people look alike. And these two white guys 
they are I like they even realize they look alike. It is so fucking creepy how much they look alike. And they met on TikTok. They they didn't know each other until TikTok. It is the craziest thing ever. Anyway. So Ed Dudes, his name is Ed, but yeah, whatever. Ed Dudes had a, a Clapper Live video, and you can duet people, and he was duetting JT. And so I went in there, and I'm like joking around, like, which one is Ed and which one is JT, blah, blah, blah. And I said something. And JT goes, hey, Emmy Morgan. I'm like, oh, he saw me. Oh, my God, he saw me. Oh, my God. Oh my God. And he did follow me on Clapper. And then another guy came in who I have a ginormous garage on. His name is Dan Henry. He ended up coming into the, the live chat and then leaving. And so they ended the live chat. I got out. I noticed Dan Henry followed me. I was screaming. Like, Two of my favorite TikTokers followed me on Clapper, and I'm I'm not gonna fall into the trap, but I will tell you this: both of them are really good guys. They've come out and they've not said it, but I have a friend, Jolie, who I met through TikTok. He's been on the show, and Jolie is gayer than gay, and I love him, and I'm you know, very obviously trans, but they love Jolie. So clearly they're not transphobes. Clearly they're, they're supporters of the LGBTQ community. So I'm okay with showing them love. Um, yeah, but, oh my gosh, I freaked out when I saw both of them followed me. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, they followed me. Oh my God. Yeah, it freaked me out in a good way. Anyway. So I want to give a shout out, lastly, to a friend of this podcast, Clayton James. Clayton, I love that guy so much. He is such an amazing human being. And he, too, has put up with me being crazy at one point. Um, I love him to death, and I value our friendship so much. He was on Superman and Lois this past week. Check him out. Um, I, I wish it was a multi-arc um, episode, but yeah, check him out. He did, does a cameo, and he's really, really, really amazing. And my other shout-out goes to Alexandra Gray. Uh, this girl is blazing trails for trans women, especially black trans women. This past week, she was on MacGyver. And I think it's pretty much a series regular role. Ah, I loved it. I love seeing Baby Girl on screen. Oh, my gosh. She's so gorgeous and so talented. And the scene was amazing. And I just, I love her. I love her. I love her. I love her. Friends on TV. So that's it. That's all I've got this week. I hope everyone enjoys this week. Um, Stay safe. I know the weather has changed drastically because my allergies are kicking in. (laughs) If you couldn't hear, I have such a stuffy nose. My sinuses are through the roof. Um, But thank you for listening as always. I appreciate you all. Um, And I will talk to you next week. Bye, everyone. 
Still thirsty for more tea? Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Spilled Tea PC. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Spilled Tea.